Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So I was in the shower, I was cleaning my ass and making all the shirts all sparkly, spanky clean. I'm not the funny one, I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. Music, wine, and then loop up the glory hole is like a, a like dick theater. I imagine you're going to your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another week of By the By. Yes. Oh, sorry. Was I supposed to talk? Um, This Friday, (laughs) we have uh, our pendulum party, hopefully, provided that uh, uh, New South Wales doesn't go back into some sort of lockdown. Yes. It's exciting. Uh, That would be nice. It'll be great. Yeah. Yeah, Looking forward to that. That'll be fun. That's uh, something that uh, I've been looking forward to for quite a while. Definitely. And then other than that, we have... uh, not much going on. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, looking forward to that. Anything that you want to talk about before we jump right into No, I think we just jump right in this week. Cool. So, we had a question that came to us. Well, I guess it wasn't really a question. It was more of a please expand upon. It was de- it was de- a demand. Wow. Okay. Yeah, from our Discord chat. And the user wanted me to sort of expand upon the erectile dysfunction medications that mm-hmm. we can take. Yeah, because you have before taken Viagra and yes. Cialis. Yes. So there's three main ones that are out there, Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra. These are the three main ones because they all have generic forms. They've been out for quite a while. Um, so Viagra is sildenafil. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cialis is Tadalafil, mm-hmm. and Levitra is Vardenafil. Um, That's a lot of fills in that group. I think that they missed out on an option to be like penis fill. <laughs> like, because, I mean, that's what you're doing, right? I'm going to guess that somebody suggested that at one of these companies, and they were just like, uh, no, we, we just can't be that obvious. But then they made one called like, shut up, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be a little more scientific. <laughs> How about penis fill? How about shut up, Phil? Damn it, Phil. Um, yes. Yeah, so those are the three main drugs that if you go to your doctor and also we should both state that we are not doctors. Um, I am a user and proponent of some of these, but I go tech with your doctor, blah, 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 blah. Yes. There before are, you go out and get these. There are health risks with, as with any drug. Yeah. So yes, please yeah. check with your doctor. Hashtag not a doctor. Hashtag do not take our advice. <laughs> Uh, we we'll just tell you about our experience. We we'll just tell you about our experience. Yeah. So one of the questions is, how do they work? What do they do? And so I dug into the science on erections. Look at you sciencing. I know, right? Yeah. And so if you don't know how it works, your penis has a couple of uh, of these. Think of them as animal balloons that are empty, like floppy animal balloons. 
I was going to say more like tunnels that can get filled. Yeah, floppy animal, animal balloons. Sure, okay. And when you get aroused, these animal balloons fill up with blood. Corpus cavernosum? That, see, now you're really sciencing. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to be approachable. Uh, so these, the corpus cavernosum fill up with blood, and that's what makes the, the penis rigid, turgid, whatever. One of the jids. So we've gone from the fills to the jids? That's right. Then the body, when, when your brain is like, okay, I'm done with my erection. I need to go do other things. Your body sends these PDE5 inhibitors. It's phosphodiesterase. Phosphodiesterase. Say that. It's, I'm probably saying it wrong. But then there's a dash five after it. Mm. So that's, the, that's what the body sends to the penis and says, your erection is now complete. <laughs> it's done. You don't need it anymore. <laughs> Go home, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what these drugs are are PDE5 inhibitors. So they slow the erections off switch. Right, right. So they don't help you really necessarily get an erection. They help you maintain an erection. So if you start get a little bit turned on, it'll help that that not lose the erection. Right. So it doesn't stimulate increased blood flow or anything going into the penis. It's just that once it's there, it slows down the response of your body to say, okay, that's enough. Now I don't need to do anymore. Is that kind of how it is? Exactly. So- the reason I say that is because if you have performance anxiety or the or low libido, these drugs aren't going to help that. Because they don't help you get an erection. Right. They help you maintain the yeah. erection. Yeah. So I have had experiences where I take a drug, um, Cialis most commonly, and nothing, it doesn't, I don't even notice anything. It's like nothing has happened. However... Always with Cialis, and you can probably attest to this, I wake up and I am like morning wood, mm-hmm. like it's ready to go because typically we wake up with morning wood and as soon as we wake up, uh, your body starts sending the PDE5 and you're like, okay, I actually don't need this erection because it's not going to be used. But with the drugs, it's like, I don't care. I'm going to keep it. Woo. Yeah. So first, I, I, again, I've had experience with both Viagra and Cialis all of which are taken most commonly like a pill. Um, but I'm going to talk about Viagra first. Okay. According to my research, it can start to take effect in as little as 11 minutes. I love this. So That's I, very specific. Very specific. <laughs> 11 minutes. But usually you wait about an hour before it reaches its maximum effect, and then it keeps working in your system for three to five hours. So people who listen to our podcast have probably heard me say, Viagra is a great night. Mm-hmm. Typical dosage your doctors will start you at about 50 milligrams. But if you're getting side effects, they will cut it down in half. Um, and you can take up to 100 milligrams. So for me, when I was uh, diagnosed uh, being type 1 diabetic, there was that fear of, oh, you're, you know, of course you have circulation issues. Mm-hmm. Like for me, it was performance anxiety and I wanted it for swingers clubs. But yeah, I let the doctors believe what they wanted so I could get what I needed. They started me on 25 milligrams. Right. So very low dose. Very low dose. Um, And then I would take two. So I was taking Mm -hmm, 50 mm -hmm. after a while. So that's how I found Viagra good, but not great. So you started with Viagra. I did. Okay. I'm assuming a lot of people do. I think so. Because it's the most. I think it was the first. I don't know the history of any of these. Yeah, it was. I know. I think it was at least very commonly in the media for a long time. So then you look at Cialis. 
and in my case, I didn't like Viagra as much. My doctor was like, look, Cialis stays in your system a little longer. You'll have more fun with this. Take this. So Cialis can, I love these. Cialis can start working in your system as quickly as 14 minutes. <laughs> so again, very specific. So you've got a three minute difference here. <laughs> right. So if you're in a really big hurry. Yeah. So take the Viagra. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But you'll have to wait two hours for it to reach the point when it's most effective, which is why I tend to take it at four, mm-hmm. five in the afternoon. I should yeah. also say that Viagra, you have to take on an empty stomach or it will do nothing. Oh, I know really? that from personal experience and I know that from the what I read. Mm-hmm. Cialis stays in your body for about 17 hours, helping with erections at any point in that time window, which is why I call Cialis a nice weekend. So for me, I can take Cialis. It's longer for me. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing my body doesn't metabolize it as quickly. I don't know. But I know that I can take a Cialis midday on a Friday and it will stay in my system until midday on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's about 48 hours. This is a 10 milligram dose is what I'm taking. Cialis, when I first got prescribed, I was given five milligrams. You can take up to 20 milligrams, uh-huh. but you can also take a daily dose of 2.5 milligrams. So you've always got a little oh, bit of it right, in your body. Right. That gets expensive. Yeah. But you'll always have some of it in your body. Mm-hmm. So there's that. So I guess that's the trade-off there. Yeah. Yeah. Lastly is Levitra. Oh, also Cialis you can take with or without food. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Last is Levitra. It shouldn't be taken with food. So again, empty stomach, much like Viagra. It can start working as quickly as 14 minutes, reaches a maximum effect after about 45 minutes, and it will stay in your body for four to five hours. So very similar to Viagra. Very similar to Viagra. Yeah. Typical starting dose is 10 milligrams, can be cut back to five or up to 20. Mm-hmm. So out of curiosity, what does the PDE5 inhibition, what does that do for females? Because I know I took Viagra once and it didn't really do much other than like make me warm and flushed. Right. And admittedly, I don't know. I know that some women take it. I think there was an episode of Sex in the City that did it, but I don't I don't really know, to be honest. So then the question is, how effective are these drugs? And again, according to there's been no actual direct studies, but what I have found Uh, was through systematic review and meta-analysis of a few hundred studies. The three medications resulted in successful penetrative sex in 65 to 80% of users with ED Mm -hmm. compared to 30% with a sugar pill. Okay. So they're pretty That's pretty pretty significant, yeah. So then you ask, what are the side effects? And the side effects of all three are, are similar. Headache, flushing, nasal congestion, indigestion, vision changes, muscle pain. And all of the, like the vision changes, higher risk with Viagra than Cialis, Uh et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't, whatever. A couple of interesting side notes. 3% of people who take Viagra get blue vision that lasts a few hours. So like everything looks blue? Yeah. So it's like Smurf World. Everything will have a haze of blue. On the other hand, Cialis has a slightly higher risk of muscle pain than Viagra or Levitra. Like just general muscle pain, yeah. like aches and aches stuff? And pains. Yeah. For me, what I get is the flush uh-huh. and a slight headache when I first take it, probably for the first hour and a half or so. After that, I feel absolutely fine. Don't even notice I have it. Mm. Uh, okay. So, yeah. And so just kind of get past that first hour and a half, little headache. Exactly. And, and I, it should be noted, too, that all of these can lower your blood pressure because remember what they're doing. 
So it may not affect you, but it can be. Uh, if you're taking blood pressure medication, make sure your doctor knows. So then the question is, how much do they cost? Mm-hmm. This can be a big <laughs> this can be a big thing to to sort of uh, help you decide whether or not you want to try these drugs. I'm also going to guess there's a lot of variation depending on where you are. Yes. Looking at a 30-day supply of each of these drugs, these are the generic versions mm-hmm. in the U.S. And these are in U.S. dollars. So for the generic Viagra, sildenafil, $13.28 for 30 50-milligram pills. So what, 45-ish or so cents each? So forty-four cents a piece. Okay, yeah, pretty okay. close there. Yeah. So for the generic Cialis or Tadalafil, you are looking at seventeen dollars and seven cents for thirty, or okay. fifty around fifty-seven cents a pill. Uh-huh. Then for the Vardenafil, the Levitra, you're looking at two hundred and forty-five dollars and seventy-three cents for thirty pills, or Eight dollars and nineteen cents a pill. That's pole. a significant difference. Significant p- difference. Why but if it makes that? it work for you, yeah, no idea. Huh. Uh, so again, this, I like the Cialis. I've always liked the Cialis. I always get the generic version, the Tadalafil. It works for me. I admittedly no longer buy it through my doctor. Mm-hmm. I go to because they're generic. They can be sold by Chinese websites. If you find a good Chinese website, you'll get good stuff, and it always works for me. So Viagra is by far the cheapest mm-hmm. and has the longest safety record. It's good for the occasional user, but again, must be used on an empty stomach. The Cialis is expense, more expensive, not that expensive, but lasts longer. And you're, it's going to be more, have you a more active, um, if you're hoping for a more regular sex life and you don't want to, it allows you to be a little more spontaneous. Yeah. So you can take it and then at some point over the next little bit, whereas Viagra is you take it and you're, you and your partner are kind of waiting and then, mm-hmm. okay, let's use it before it goes, before we lose it. Yeah, but I can see where Viagra would be better if it was like a if you're having a date or one night or just kind of like you didn't really yeah. want it in your system for a long period of time. But again, think about it. If you had a date night, you're going to be probably going out to eat. Yeah. So Viagra has to be taken on an empty stomach. But you take it before you go. Then you go for a two-hour dinner. Well, then you 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 got time. You like you got to schedule this <laughs> shit, man. So yeah, th- I, it was interesting. Um, the Vardenafil, it's the most expensive and has no real significant advantages over the other two, mm-hmm. except if the other two don't work, and yeah. it does. Then it does suddenly has a nice advantage. So I, the points I wanted to really make and, and keep in mind of anybody who is listening to this is, again, this does not solve performance anxiety. Yeah. One of the questions that you'll be asked if you go to your doctor and ask about this is, can you maintain an erection while watching porn? And the answer is yes. Then your doctor is going to be like, well, we can try this, but Mm -hmm. it's not really going to be, this may not be for you because if you can maintain erection during porn, that means it's something else. It's probably something psychological Mm -hmm. and they, these don't solve those psychological situational, something like that. Yes. Yeah. So if you have a problem even getting the erection, then they're probably gonna be like, nah, you don't, this isn't going to work. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. So yeah. So that's uh that is a quick and dirty overview mm-hmm. of erectile dysfunction medications with a little bit of colored peppered information of what, <laughs> of my usage. Again, I I honestly if if it was a direction that you wanted to go into and you didn't really worry about money, I would actually get both Viagra and mm-hmm. Cialis. Not of course using them together, but 
if you're going away for the weekend, take a Cialis before. If you're hoping for a hot night, you'll have the Viagra mm. ready to go. Well, and you can also try both of them and then see what works best for you and your body yes. and, and how your body tolerates it and then decide what might be a better, more long-term usage. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So once again, that was a wonderful question that was posed to us on our Discord channel, mm -hmm. which if you want to get uh, in on that, you need Discord, step one. <laughs> and you also need to uh, join us on Patreon, www.patreon.com slash by the by podcast. And uh, yeah, you just log in, then you magically, I don't know how Patreon does it, they magically connect you to our Discord channel. And you can get in on the chat and conversation as well. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of good channels. And we've even made a new channel recently, so ask and you shall receive. That's right. There was, <laughs> look, people wanted to talk politics. I don't want to talk politics. I mean, I will happily talk politics, mm -hmm. but I didn't want to. It, politics can be a very triggering thing. So we created a whole little channel and said, look, go be yourself, but don't be a cunt. Yes. And as long as you're not a cunt, we'll keep the politics channel up. Exactly. But as soon as you become a cunt, yeah, we can pull the plug. Because you can state when your... When I say we, I mean Angela. I don't know how to yeah. do this magic shit. Yeah, because you can state your opinion and you can pontificate and you can debate all you want, but you can still be respectful. That's right. So that's basically it. Don't that's be a cunt. Right. Don't be a cunt. <laughs> that sums it all up right Let's there. put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> don't be a cunt. So... Yeah. What else do we have? Uh, I would like to have probably one. We might have two more shout outs for stories. Ooh, yes. Uh, oh, yes. So we are going to. <laughs> like Two more shout outs in the same podcast? <laughs> no, no. Probably this week and next week. We will be asking for any stories that you have about sexual encounter, sexual anything, doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, it can be funny. It can be awkward. It can be embarrassing. It can be- uh, Super, super serious. Lesson learned. Yeah. yeah. It can be super serious. Mm -hmm. Like that time I tried to fuck a PowerPoint. <laughs> it was shocking. Oh, terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Yes. But if you have any stories that you would like to share with us and you would like us to read aloud on video, we will be doing this- in about two weeks' time. In a fortnight. A week and a half to two weeks' time. Yes, a fortnight plus change. Fortnight and change? Uh, it might be a little short of a fortnight. Oh, a not night? A not night. What's a, oh, a deck night. If a fortnight is 14 days, is a deck night 10 days? Deck sure. a night? We'll go with that. Yeah. Deck a night. Yeah, okay. I'd like we'll to deck a night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll be reading those aloud shortly. So if you yes. have any that you want to get in on the action, then send them through to us at stories at bythebuy.com.au. Yeah. Thank you for everybody who's already sent theirs yes, in. We have. I'm not allowed to look at them. Angela's not allowed to look at them. Nope. But the gentleman and Leo have been looking at them um, and they giggle. Yes. So mm -hmm. we're, we'll, they, well, I guess I'm going to say we, but they will compile them and Bradford and I will read them all aloud. Yeah. Fresh, unknown. Yes. We're going to probably have a few drinks to imbibe a little beforehand. I feel like we should drink like a bottle of wine first. Oh, yeah, we are. And, and then we're going to start reading. And we're going to be drinking while we're reading. Yeah. 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 I'm, I, I know <laughs> me. I'll take my shirt off. I might take my pants off. It's just, that's how I roll. It's summertime. We don't even have pants and shirts <laughs> I know, right? on. I'm currently sitting here shirtless <laughs> yeah. podcasting. Like, you're I, lucky if we put on a sarong. <laughs> we ain't got no air conditioning. <laughs> and there's a few days where it's been very obvious we don't have no air conditioning. Yeah. A little bit. So, anyway. So, yes, if you have any stories you want to get in on that action, send them to us, stories at bythebuy.com.au. Yay. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. So, what else do we have? We're going to take a quick break. Are we? Yes, we are. And are then we're you gonna, sure? Then we're going to come back with an interview. 
Our friends over at altplayground.net have so much more than just a regular old swinger site. They have resources and users from all walks of non-monogamy who are striving to be a true community for all sex-positive people. Whether you're polyamorous in an open relationship or simply wanting to explore your sexuality a little bit, you'll find like-minded people over at altplayground.net. And best yet, it's growing like crazy. Leaps and bounds, people coming in. It's like, it's sexy as fuck. So go over to altplayground.net, sign up, and uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing you there. Now I'm just like picturing people frolicking around. They are frolicking yeah. around. It's uh, it's frolicful. Frolicful. <laughs> Ooh, I like to frolic. Fratajlik. Fratajlik. We'll work on this. Uh-huh, uh-huh. If you need new sex toys for the new year. I think I do. I do too. How are we going to get some? We're going to go to adamandeve.com. Dot com. And we are going to put something in our cart. And then we're going to check out. And we're going to use the checkout code. By the by. And we're going to get 50% off of our item. We're going to get free shipping. We're going to get a lot of random toys thrown in our box. Because I'm pretty sure they have like this a big box of just things. And they're like, all right, let's just throw them in there. Then we're going to get some videos to watch while we play with our new toy. It's going to be great. So make sure when you are looking for a new toy, you go to adamandeve.com and check out with the checkout code. By the by. I'm really good at that. Yeah, you are. I like hitting buttons. I know you do. You're so good at I'm it. Pushing, I'm, pushing, <laughs> I'm pushing my own goddamn buttons. Especially the pink ones there. Yeah. Uh-huh. I like this one too. I don't remember what it does. Oh, damn it. <laughs> It does make me laugh, though. <laughs> anyway, uh huh. That one was on my purple button, everybody. Mm-hmm. Just so people are curious. So let's let's complete the buy flag. You got the pink, the purple. What's the blue? Oh, I don't like that one. <laughs> I, just, I don't like that one. Oh, uh, that's funny. Yeah. So there you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so- what do we have coming up now? So now we have an interview oh, that yeah. we did. So we talked to Nick Tovey recently. Yes. He is the author of the book, The Revolutionary Man. And I said it that way because the R is in parentheses. R, yes. The R revolutionary. Revolutionary. <laughs> uh, so yes, The Revolutionary Man. It's a great book. We both read through it. And uh, we, yeah, we had a bit of a chat with him about it. And he does a lot of life coaching, so relationship and intimacy, life coaching. He also has workshops from time to time, I think are largely online at the moment, but yes. sometimes he does things at festivals and whatnot. He is also co-host of the podcast Between the Sheets. Yes. Yes. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Quality stuff. And if you're interested, I'm sure we get to this at the end, but you can always find him at nicktovey.com, N-I-C-T-O-V-E-Y.com. Say it again. N-I-C-T-O-V-E-Y dot com. I just like her eyes. It's great. Yes. <laughs> Nick Tovey. Nick was, it was so much fun to interview him. So I, I think it's such a uh, an important subject that we talk about, which is what does it mean to be a man in today's society? Yeah. So let's uh, jump to that conversation right now. 
So we are here with Nick Tovey, who is the author of a new book that uh, we were fortunate enough to kind of get a pre-release of and read through it. Um, that's called The Revolutionary Man. Uh, welcome, Nick. Thank you. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, this this book, I will admit, is uh, kind of near and dear to my heart because um, – not to spoil it too much, but <laughs> it is very much a, what does it mean to be a man in today's world? Uh, and then how do we actualize that? And like, that's something that I think I have questioned since I was a, a wee, a wee little Bradford <laughs> way back in the, in the before time. Uh, so Nick, would you kind of walk us through where this book idea came from, and I guess if we want to start on a little bit about yourself as well. Sure, sure. Um, well, I guess a little bit about the book. I guess the book is is a little bit about myself in a lot of ways. It, it, it's a lot about myself. <laughs> um, it is quite a big personal sharing of my own journey um, through my childhood, and and you know, like you said, Bradford pondering those questions of what it is to be a man but I think particularly what it is to be a man today is a is a question that I think uh, many of us are puzzled by <laughs> it is a it is a very uh, different answer to the question that has been in the past and I think which is exciting to me you know it, it feels like a really beautiful time to be alive to be in in these um, this particular juncture in human history where we get to, in a lot of ways, re-examine our old norms and ideas around what it is to be a man, what it is to be a woman, what it is to be straight, trans, bi, anything, you know, the whole spectrum of gender and sexuality has been turned around and turned upside down. So that has been, I guess, a lot of my my journey of of really exploring that in a very deep and intense way through my own experience being a boy growing up in a very patriarchal northern english working class environment um where you know everyone's dad either worked down in the coal mines or um used to because the coal mines got closed down <laughs> in the 80s um so there's a lot of poverty a lot of uh yeah a lot of struggle but very patriarchal very traditional ways of being um and i didn't feel like i fitted within that i looked in the world that i the environment that i was in and i saw things differently i felt things differently and i wanted to find i guess my my own way in the world that didn't feel like i was being boxed into one particular way of being or another um Whilst I, you know, was de definitely very much, uh, in a lot of ways, a, a, very, a fairly typical young lad, like young boy. I was into my sports. I was into cars. I was into girls. I was into whatever I could, you know, whatever danger I could get myself into, <laughs> and whatever trouble I could get myself into. Um, but I also saw things quite differently as well. I was quite sensitive. I was quite open-minded in a spiritual way. I was very exploratory and had my uh, eyes opened in many different ways to things that were not what the average boy was talking about. Mm. Um, so that was very much, I guess, uh, a, a big part of my life all the way through. And then... Um, 
and then in my early 20s, I went through a particularly challenging time after a, a severe assault um, and subsequent p journey with PTSD and, and severe depression. And that really gave me a, a very intense opportunity to really re-examine what it is to be a man. You know, who am I? Um, and what is this this life that I've been given? So that then became, um, yeah, it, it became a, a question that I was pretty much pondering and intensely and and um, and journeying with in a very deep way through through various spiritual practices and um, and studies and trying to gain an understanding of my experience through my PTSD and through the depression as well as you know, recognizing as a man, these were experiences that I was woefully ill-equipped to deal with. Um, and the world didn't really like to deal with a man who had lost his shit. Um, <laughs> you, uh, well, I, I will say you speak about a, a moment in the book where, uh, in your experience, where you're looking for self-help books. And mm -hmm. basically all the self-help books were written for women. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Or the or, or the husbands who were reading it after the women had purchased it for themselves, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's so true. I remember those times." Yeah, yeah, and it's changed a lot since, but I still think it's it's very much, you know, the self help um, industry is definitely very much geared towards women. They are the, of course, the the major consumer of this sort of work, and and that's great. And uh, there's still a lot of guys out there that really want to want to read, want right. to learn, want to discover, mm -hmm. want to um, explore things, and it, uh, and of course, like I said, things have changed a lot since what's that twenty twenty odd years ago. Um, but it's still it's still a big gap, still a big gap. Yeah, and another thing I, I want to add is you know again reading about your childhood, and you're you kind of um, you talked about it here just a moment ago about being sensitive, and I'm assuming that also means being um, more empathetic and empathic to the mm -hmm. way people mm -hmm. are feeling around you, mm -hmm. which was something else that I had many memories of growing up on the playground and uh, a, a, somebody falling and all the boys laughing at the kid falling and crying and me going, well, that person's in pain. We should, let's comfort that person. Let's not mm -hmm. point and laugh. Mm -hmm. uh, so there was a lot that I was really kind of um, like, God, oh, I'm not alone. This is nice. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, totally. Totally. It is a, it's a, um, and these are things that, like, like you would know, you know, like we all know. We, as young boys growing up of, of a particular era, we're taught not to deal with. Yes. We're taught not to feel. We're taught anything but 
sensitivity and compassion and empathy and being emotional, being free in our emotional expression. And, Man and up. it's such a shame. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> such crap. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so you talked about your spiritual journey, or you mentioned it there briefly. Can mm. you tell us a little bit more about that? Like, how did you start along that path? And, and kind of where did it take you to get to where you are now? Yeah, good question. Um, I think it was always something that I had my eyes open to in some ways. I, I and I write about this a little bit in the book as well. Is that I had a I had a great distrust of mainstream religion as a as a child, and I was fortunate enough not to be brought up in within the dogma of a mainstream religion. So I had some distance from it. Um, unfortunately, a lot of people do get. Uh, brainwashed or have have religion shoved down their throat and to a point that it it doesn't really work in the way that it should um but i didn't have that but i could see from the outside looking in that this was a something didn't feel right about what mainstream religion was professing to be and then the reality of what i was seeing in the world but i also had this experience that and this feeling that there was more to life than just what we see in the physical realms and in our normal everyday states of consciousness. So <laughs> when I was able, I was, uh, I, I would like to explore my consciousness with whatever means possible, whether that's alcohol or weed or <laughs> whatever drug I could find, <laughs> get my hands on at a pretty young age. Um, and that was definitely a, a, a significant part of my spiritual exploration, if you like. Um, and I also had lots of strange and un, un, you know, uh, strange experiences that couldn't be explained by science or by logic and reason. You know, so I, I was like, "This has felt real. This is something that I feel and I experience." And but nothing is telling me why this has happened. So I had a very open mind, pretty young, but also through through my. Um, my journey with PTSD and depression, what I was experiencing from the mainstream medical profession at, at that time was basically being handed a box of pills and sent on my way. <laughs> and it didn't, I knew at that point that that wasn't what I wanted mm -hmm. ha, and that wasn't what I needed. It wasn't going to be a sufficient way of me healing and growing through my experience. So I wanted something deeper. I wanted something that was going to uh, work a little better for me and to give me the sense that um, I had some level of control over my experience yeah. rather than I was a victim to it. And I think this is what a lot of the, the mainstream path was very much encouraging me to be a victim to it and, being, and, and suppressing my experience with medication. So whilst the medication gave me some level of baseline from where I was able to then cope with life. Um, I, I also then wanted to, yeah, wanted to take charge. So I got basically the first um, path that I, I ventured down was to use meditation as a tool to, to cope with anxiety, to deal with the, the way that I wasn't sleeping at night and to, and to cope with being in a world that was scary for me. Then when I was the, a lot of the symptoms of the PTSD was a, a deep fear of, of people, of, um, of, of violence, of, of danger in the world. So it was a, it was a 
often quite a scary thing for me to be out in the world, particularly at night. Um, so meditation gave me a way to be able to calm myself, to be able to regulate my nervous system to, and my emotions, to be able to gain a sense of presence with, with what's going on inside of me and how I'm re reacting and responding to the world around me. So that was, was better than any medication that I'd ever been given. So that just sort of built from there onwards. So that really led me down a path of exploration into many different fields and, and wonderful places of, uh, in the spiritual um, smorgasbord that we get to explore today. <laughs> yeah. So the, the title of the book is The Revolutionary mm. Man, but the R mm -hmm. is in brackets. Mm. Um, and, and you very early talk about the difference between evolution and revolution. Can you yep. sort of talk about that? Cause I actually, I love sure. that. Perspective. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a little play with words for me. Um, so evolution, the way I define evolution is gradual and passive change over time. Yeah. So it's not necessarily something that we are, um, consciously engaged in. It's just sort of happening to us um, where revolution is radical change that we create, that we're involved in. And it's when we get to a point of tension in our life or in the society that we're living, whether it's a personal revolution or a collective revolution, there's a, there's a particular tipping point of tension where it's, we've, we've had enough and it's like, fuck this, we need to make change. You know, <laughs> this is enough. And I think this is where what excites me in our own personal journey is that point where it's like, okay, enough. I need to do something. I need to take uh, charge of my life. I need to make some radical action and and do something different. And and I, that I feel is in in a lot of ways is where we're at today as a collective, as a society. We're uh, particularly when it comes to gender and relationships and sexuality. It's 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 a we're, we're making radical change, and nobody has done this before. <laughs> this is a very unique time for us all, and we're all trying to work this out. And of course, we fuck it up and we make a mess <laughs> and, and we get it wrong. And and it's and it's great. It's great. We're all students in this great big classroom and we've got no idea what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that perspective. It's so too. great. <laughs> yeah. Like, excuse me, I'm lost. We all are, son. We all are. <laughs> Nuts. <laughs> so in the book you talk about the four pillars of potency. Mm-hmm. Is this taken I'm assuming this is all built upon your experiences and your journey and how you have gone through and rebuilt and begun to redefine yourself. Is that where this came from? Definitely, definitely. I think everything that in my work has been something that I've lived, you know, and I try to, whenever I'm working with a client or, or a group, I don't want to be teaching anything or suggesting anything that I haven't done myself and because I think I need to embody it, whatever I'm teaching. Um, so the, the pillar of potency is a model that I've, I've developed over s several years of working particularly with men. And, and it's uh, um, uh, the men's program that I've been running for about nine years called The Revolutionary Man, uh, uh, which is obviously where the book comes from. Um, but it, uh, so the, the, the model, the pillar of potency is, is about building 
uh, a progressive journey up through the four tiers of the pillar of potency and recognizing that each tier builds on the previous. And so if you imagine, I like to visualize it as a, as a totem pole, like a, a Native American totem pole, where you have distinct sections that have certain meanings. And if you're building a, a, a pole, it needs to have great, strong, deep foundations. And so the, the, the first tier, which is presence, is our, essentially, that's our connection to our moment-to-moment experience. How am I in my body? How am I in my emotions? How am I in my thoughts? What is going on? If I'm connected to all of my internal experiences in the moment, then I know how to respond to life. You know, I, I know what's, where I'm coming from. I'm not responding to life from an idea or from a, uh, a judgment or from an emotion, but I'm, I'm, I'm responding to life from that centered place in myself, from a grounded and centered place in myself. And then, of course, as we move up uh, the pillar, we, we build on presence, then into power, then into passion, and then into purpose. I, I really liked that it, it reminds me a lot of um, sort of a, 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 a much more modern take on the um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I, I kind of I really appreciated that because when I was first starting therapy, that was something that I was given his book and mm. it's a great book, but geez, man, that whoosh, way over my head uh, on a lot of those. Um, but I, I did appreciate how you sort of, you're giving what these are in, in this totem pole and then ways to sort of work it out for yourself. Mm. Like that direction mm. of this is how uh, advice. And also how to work it out for yourself in different areas of life and how those how those particular areas of life kind of correspond to each of these. So it, it kind of really makes it a little bit more personal. And f- for me, it would help me to understand that like, yes, this is the practical application of this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And that's, I'm glad you picked that up. And what I, what I, I really intended with the book is for it not to be another dogma. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've had enough of that, you know, and I think there's what I, what I always recognize and I really encourage is to drop the ideas that as a man, I should be something. Yeah. And this is the opening lines of the, of the book is like, you know, drop all of those ideas around what we should be this measure of manhood. Let's fuck that. Let's drop that. Let's, let's come back to ourselves and be who we are and reckon. And here's a model in which is going to help us, um, like I describe it as the map to the territory. Yeah? So the territory is life, is, is the world, is, is, is the experience of life itself. And here we have a map that can guide us, but it's not the territory. Yeah? It's not the steps that we, we take. We all need to take those steps and everyone's steps are going to be unique to their own journey. Um, but we can all use a map. We can all gain uh, some assistance, some level of guidance from a map, but the journey is going to be different right. <laughs> for every one of us. So you also do um, the, the the sessions one-on-one and group. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that something that you do online? Is that something you do face-to-face? How are you? Well, so my both, both really. <laughs> I think in this current 
COVID era, everything's mm. online. I think that's a, in some ways a good thing because it means, I mean, most of my work has been online over the last 12 years or so, but um, uh, I got onto Zoom pretty quick, um, <laughs> pr- pretty early in my life because I wanted to create a, a, a business that I could travel with and and that was mobile, yeah, so, and that I, I wasn't limited to my local region regional markets so I can work with people all over the world which is beautiful um and I think yeah today you know this last year since COVID has been around everybody is working online so it's not it's not such a uh, a new thing for anybody at the moment but yes generally online I do run um workshops from time to time in person uh, I also run a festival in Sydney with my partner called the Eros Festival, which is a, a, a conscious relationship and sexuality um, festival, which is really awesome. But we, of course, we couldn't do that last week. <laughs> uh, sorry, last year. Um, so hopefully we can do that this year. That's okay. Last week was the last year. It, it, it was. was. <laughs> that's, so, that's freaky. <laughs> so you're, you're right, either way. Yeah. <laughs> So you work with people in a one-on-one sessions, but then you also do group sessions. How big are the group sessions when you're doing this typically? So with the, with the revolutionary man work Mm -hmm. particularly. Mm -hmm. um, So that can be anywhere between 10 to 50 guys really. Yeah. So that's great. um, yeah, so I've got a I've got a, a group program starting in early February. Um, I'd love to get 20 to 50 guys on that it would mm. be fantastic um numbers are starting to build but it was still a little while to go and i'm assuming that's going to be online that'll be an online yeah. job uh yeah that's good that means that anybody listening around the world all of our friends anybody over there in the u.s the uk the like yeah. you can you can come to this too totally uh and just a little navigation that's right <laughs> <laughs> just a little time thing we'll we'll work on that mm-hmm. um, yeah totally you do also talk about uh, in in the book in the beginning the men that you've worked with, and mm. uh, I wanted to kind of point that out as well because oftentimes I think that we as a society look at any people who want to better themselves uh, or who go to these sessions or read these types of books mm. are are more of the crunchy hippie kind of like Ugh, come <laughs> on gang let's get over that let's get over that. Um, but you talk about working with everybody from prisoners to uh, to. I, you'll have to like I remember that was one yeah. of the ones that stuck out with me. It's just the 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 vast difference of of people that you've worked with to try to help mm-hmm. them become better. Mm-hmm. And like, I guess talk about some who who comes to you. Who uh, is your book for? Uh, which you also talk very eloquently about in the beginning of the book. In the introduction, <laughs> is who is this book for and who is this book not for? Mm-hmm. Uh, but tell tell us a little bit more about about that, if you will. Sure, sure. Um, I just, so with the, I mean, I've been fortunate enough in my work to work both in private practice as well as in the public sector. So, and most of my public sector work has, uh, has been with men. Um, my first job as a, as a psychotherapist was working in a anti-violence, um, organization, working with violent perpetrators of domestic violence. And, when you look back at my PTSD journey, um, it was violent men that were my most scary people in the world. Yeah, so this was quite a uh, a jump in the in the deep, in the deep end, end for me. Yeah, that, that seems challenging. <laughs> that seems like a challenging market to start with. <laughs> Absolutely, especially when, Absolutely. when you have PTSD yeah. regarding that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, it, you know, that, I, that's kind of <laughs> how I've lived my life. Okay, here's a fear. Let's face it. Um, I'd like to say the book for everybody. Yeah, I've I've already had a great lot of uh, female friends and people that are uh, that have bought the book and and read it and gone, wow, this is amazing. This is really great to read. Uh, um, my journey to read what it is, you know, m- my perspective on manhood and all of that. So I think it's definitely not just a man's book. I think there's a lot that a woman or, or anybody can gain from 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 this book. Um, I guess the, it's written to and speaking to a man who is who is at least in the beginning of an opening of a question around what it is to be a man, and. And, and feeling that sense of confusion, feeling that sense of, you know, how do I do this? What is this life all about? And, uh, and wanting to do it well, ultimately, yeah, wanting to do life well. I think this is, uh, I think most people are generally, yeah? we, 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 most of the people that I come across in my world and in my work, they, they are at least questioning how to do life better than maybe they've they've done in the past or maybe they've seen people do in the past and i think that is a is a crucial element and people that aren't in that question they're not going to res- resonate with the book and that's okay that's okay it's it's interesting because I, I think for all all humans that the the people we have you know once we once we become adults and air quotes grow up uh mm-hmm. you know we have our parents <laughs> when does that happen? i know right <laughs> i'm still waiting <laughs> If it happens to you, let me know. I'll see if it happened to me yet. We'll, uh, you know, we'll figure it out. Uh, we'll work it out. Yeah. But you know, we have our we have our parents or our guardians or, or the family around us as role mm-hmm. models. We mm-hmm. have the societal role models. We have media, and I think that's part of this problem. Is I think about me growing up. Who did I look to to emulate? And it was things like. Oh yeah, I could be Arnold Schwarzenegger in the Terminator. Cool. Okay, I could be <laughs> Indiana Jones. You know, like uh, Han Solo. These are great characters, but they're terrible people to become. <laughs> so yeah, it, it is. True. It's nice to have this sort of um, more fresh, more realistic take mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. on what we can what we can be, and and that it's mm-hmm. okay to not necessarily be happy with who you are, and that you can sort of we are nothing but. Uh, pieces of clay that can be molded into mm. something a little better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're constantly on that journey. Yeah, we're constantly a work in progress. There's no place we get to where we're finished. Right. You know? As it's soon as like, you think you're done, you should look is, back and say, maybe I should start again. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh, uh-huh. So what's uh, what's next? What uh, this is. This this book is exciting. This book is great. I know it's not. It's just released. Mm-hmm. But like, what's your twenty twenty one plan for the for the book, and then also for your uh, your workshops? It's a good question. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> even got that far. <laughs> like, damn it, man! It's it's too early in twenty twenty one. Well, just getting over the hangover. The, <laughs> well, this is very true. This is very true. And and I find this is really a time. You know, I, th- I think this last year, 2020, for for many of us, has been a time where it's like, you want to plan something? <laughs> think again, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Very true. Very true. Um, Your first plan is take improv classes. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, so there are, there are some loose ideas around what I would like <laughs> to do in 2021. And, um, and, and I'm very... 
okay with just surrendering and seeing what life has in store mm-hmm. for me and how and and responding uh, accordingly um there's definitely that so the the book was launched um just before christmas in the kindle version so the the paperback version is available now. I haven't officially launched it, but don't tell anybody. Um, <laughs> Your secret's safe with us. <laughs> um, but it is, I think by the time this goes to air, I will have done that. Uh, so the paperback version is available. I am thinking that I may take it on the road, but I was planning on to go on the road sort of next week and now yeah. that I was going to head south to Victoria and they've closed the borders so <laughs> you'll take it on the road once the roads reopen yeah yes. so for our friends in the yes. US uh, yes. our numbers are starting to spike again and uh, the entire nation has cut off New South Wales from the rest <laughs> of the rest of the nation yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah you're in New South Wales right aren't you I am I'm in Byron Bay okay yeah so okay. you're yeah. just, just so, up the road just <laughs> Just, just a little. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, uh, yeah, it's a shitty time to make plans, isn't mm-hmm. it? But yeah. it is. But it we is. have to make these plans to hope for. I think that's that's the important thing. And and like you said, you can, some of this can be done online. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> and and to be honest, I'm, I'm really enjoying this time. I think there's, I think if there's anything that uh, we can get from this experience that we're in is is surrender is to be able to let go of our need to have the plan in order and the you know the five leg five year plan and goals and all of that it's Mm -hmm. it's it's a time of stopping and being quiet and surrendering to to the mystery a little and i think that's that's probably not a bad thing for a lot of people. You know, when he says it like that and with that accent, it sounds romantic. But when I say it, it just seems like, oh, damn it, Bradford. <laughs> so it does seem like a good time just to kind of, like you said, just take a pause and then reflect on yourself and look at yourself and, and see Absolutely. where am I and where do I want to be and how do I get there? It's a great time to read the book. <laughs> totally. It's a great time to read the book. Great time to, to, to hire an awesome coach or um, to, to guide you on your journey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I feel like that's a great segue into how do people go about hiring you and finding your book? Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, so the book's available on Amazon. I will be trying to get it into stores soon, the old-fashioned shops that people buy books from um, <laughs> from time to time. But it is available on Amazon in both Kindle and paperback. Look for me on my website, nicktovey.com. That's N-I-C, no K, N-I-C-T-O-V-E-Y.com. Um, and same name on Facebook and Instagram, Nick Toby on Facebook and Instagram. Um, yeah, they're the best ways to get a hold of me and, to, and particularly the website has a lot of my offerings and, and uh, the blog, uh, a lot of my writings up there. Um, I also do a podcast myself with my partner called Between the Sheets with Nick and Steph, which is uh, a lot of our relationship and sexuality journey and where we we have, get down and dirty with some pretty gritty conversations, which I'm sure you guys are up for as well. <laughs> you betcha. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that is fantastic. Look, uh, mm-hmm. I will highly, highly recommend this book to anybody who's listening. Uh I think all of us, like like 
like Nick said, 2020 has been a rough year. Um, it's a great time to sort of uh, look back, reassess, look forward, and and sort of let's let's make a better us for the future. And it doesn't matter who you are. I think we all can improve on who we are. Absolutely. Definitely, definitely. And of course, from that place, more positively affect the people around us That's and right. the, the, the lives that we get to influence. Throw a stone in the middle of a pond and watch the mm-hmm. ripple touch all sides. Totally, so totally. very much. Uh, thank you mm-hmm. so much, Nick, uh, for the opportunity to speak with you, for the for the uh, opportunity to read the book and to spread this message out. Uh, hopefully uh, we can get a bunch of people uh, buying your book. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Have a great. happy, happy new year. Anything? Thank you. Yeah. You too. Excellent. And we'll speak to you soon. Thanks, guys. You take care. Thank you. And now we just jumped out of that conversation. Yes, that's right. Uh-huh. We bounced. I like how we jump in and out of things like that. I like bouncing on things. Yeah. I, b- I got some things you can bounce on. I do, yes, you do. And mm-hmm. and vice versa, I've got <laughs> things you can bounce on. We can bounce on ourselves. <laughs> I like to bounce. We can bounce on each other. Otherwise, it sounds like we're like I'm bouncing on me, you're bouncing on you. That's weird. It's complicated. Don't don't judge my bouncing, <laughs> my bounceability. So that was it. Was so much fun talking to Nick. It, like I said before, it's such an important conversation to have right now with both ourselves as adults mm-hmm. and with our young men who are going to enter society or are in school or you know and, growing up. And those who are trying to figure out where they fit and how they should. Who they are, yeah. how they Who should behave, you? yeah. And I also, I also think after reading the book, which I highly recommend to everybody, it is something that it doesn't matter your gender. It's a sort of a genderless book, really. Yeah. He is definitely talking to male-bodied people, but like it, it's just about being yourself and, and being confident and comfortable and something that a lot of us struggle with. Yeah. Highly recommend it. So uh, anything else that uh, we need to chat about before we you know, bounce away? no i think we can bounce away (laughs) so thank you very much for everybody who's managed to stick with us this long through all my boinging so that's including angela if you want to find us you can find us on our discord all the time we're always on there Mm -hmm. but if you're not going to be on our discord that's fine you can message us email us the atoms of love at gmail.com you can find us on all of our socials twitter Instagram, Facebook, we're at By the By Podcast. And uh, yeah, go to our website, www.bythebuy.com.au, and you can message us through there as well. Yes, and thanks for joining in this week. Yes, thank you so much, and we will see you next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 